Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Our next guest, Dr. Richard Antoine White, is an incredible trombone, I'm sorry, tuba 
incredible tuba. Oh, I like this. He's the principal tubist for the Santa Fe Symphony and the New Mexico Philharmonic. He has an incredible story, Tim, from homelessness to where he's at now. He's mixing into his music an incredible style that's been un. It's, it, it hasn't been heard before. He is an absolute savant, and I'm super excited to be meeting him today and have him here on the stage, Dr. Richard Antoine White. How are you, sir? Pew, pew, pew. Oh, he's here, but he's muted. We gotta, you gotta hit the unmute. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Oh, excellent. I was so confused. I was waiting to be let into Google Meets. Uh, that's my brain. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so I'm going to close this, but I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you may not have seen me. I've been creeping in and out watching this uh, Breakfast Club for Champions for a long time, and you guys are making a difference in the world. So thank you for doing that. Oh, that's incredible, man. Well, thank you for saying that. I apologize for the slight confusion there, but you've made it. You are here. And I wanted to meet you uh, so badly, Richard. They had scheduled, uh, my team had scheduled this. I am in a summit with Les Brown today. Oh. Uh, also, I am, you know Les Brown? I do. I, I am a very, well, I should, I should be a little humble. I am a motivational speaker and my calendar is full. <laughs> so nice. I, I, I follow him a lot. I think uh, he's one of the most powerful speakers in everything. He's like Midas. Everything that comes out his mouth is gold. It, you are so correct, <laughs> man. Even just when like I'm on a phone conversation with the guy, I end up hanging up the phone, weeping in tears. Like everything he says is a keynote, you know? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I am in a summit with him um, this morning. I was supposed to actually hop on at 10, and I was like, no, I got to push this back because I got to meet Richard, and then I'm going to hop over there. And Lolita, that Tim just so kindly called out, Lolita is going to help. Uh, as far as with you and get everybody introduced to you here in Breakfast of Champions. And then I want you and I to connect on some other things as well. Oh, fantastic. That's okay. Um, but Richard, thank you so much for being here. And I am excited to learn what I can from you uh, today and in the future. And uh, Miss Lolita, I'm going to hand you the mic so that you can guide the interview itself. Uh, but Richard, again, complete honor to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be good here. morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Hello, hello, Dr. Richard. Welcome to the stage. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to our breakfast table. Tim, let me first say to you, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. You know, every time I speak, I'm ready to go into your DM and say, hey, but you catch me right on guard. So I appreciate you for seeing each and every one of us. I appreciate you for being true to your word. So thank you very much, Tim. You're Love very you. welcome. You're very welcome. Absolutely. So let's get right into it, everyone. Dr. Richard, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the mute button. And whenever you are ready to talk, go ahead and hit that bottom right mute button one more time. And then we're going to get into this juicy dialogue. But right before it, I'm going to welcome every single person to this room. Hey, everybody. Hey, I am Lolita E. Walker. I am one of the amazing, amazing speakers that are on here for Breakfast of Champions that we come every single day and pour into you. Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, where everybody gets a seat at the table. And today is no different. Today, however, we are bringing you an amazing, amazing interview with none other than our amazing guest, Dr. Richard Antoine White.
Now this morning, everybody, you know, if you have been here since five o'clock a.m., which we are here every single day, five o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays, we're still here. 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday, we get our praise on so we can be ready for the week to walk, talk, and behave differently, right? Today on Transformation Thursday, we are talking about when a leap leads to discovery. And who better than to talk to us today with this amazing guest? So let me just take you back, okay? I want you to think about this. Imagine with me for a moment. Imagine your normal being one of bathing in a public drinking fountain. I want you to imagine rummaging through trash cans for food and walking barefoot in the snow, trying to figure out where you're going to sleep for the night. Imagine major decisions in your life. What equals transformation? What equals something new for you to leap? Really being, do I eat now or do I leave a piece of food under my tongue so that I can eat later on? Imagine looking down every single day still till today, seeing a scar when you wake up to remind you that at one point in your life, there were rodents whose teeth had pierced your flesh. Now imagine with me now this same boy, the same one I'm talking to you about, the same person I'm talking to you about, who has experienced all these trials more now than ever before, now as a principal tubist for the New Mexico Philharmonic holding a doctorate in music. Now wait for it, in tuba performance, okay? Tuba performance. He's also a tenured professor at the University of New Mexico. Despite all of the challenges that he's undergone in his lifetime, it did not define him. And here in Breakfast with Champions, we are always talking about how your circumstance does not define who you are. He went on to become the first African-American in the world I want to say that again. The first African American in the world to receive a doctorate in music for in the world. world, right? Right? For tuba. <laughs> so we are going to get all the way into it. Go ahead, Glenn. Tuba. No, I just was excited. In the world. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. So, Dr. Richard, I'd love for you to come on off. Just hit that. There you are. How are you this morning? Well, let me just start by saying thanks for that intro. You guys have obviously done your homework. You are pros. And I'm going to start by saying aim high, break records, and do it now. The energy in this room is unbelievable. Uh, thank you for the introduction of my life. Uh, yeah, I was born homeless streets of Baltimore. If you've ever seen The Wire, it's a true depiction of Baltimore. I was eaten by rats. I would often find shoes, many sizes too big, and stuffed on with newspaper to fit into a size that would fit at age three. And I want everyone to know, would I change any of this? The answer is no. It's the hand I was dealt. I played it to the best of my ability. And life is fair because it's unfair to everyone. I want everyone in this room to embrace the concept of in spite of instead of because of. Oftentimes we hear, I can't do this because I don't have the money. I can't do this because I don't have the resources. I can't do this because of A, B, and C. I want you to say in spite of the lack of resources, in spite of the money, in spite of my disadvantages, how about I just show you that I can do it? And I think that's what the Breakfast Club is all about, against all odds. Just like my book, I Am Possible, the word impossible turned to I am possible. I think the imagination is not BS. Many a nights on those streets, I had to have a serious imagination. I had to imagine a warm blanket. I had to imagine a full tummy to the point where it saves my life. And I want everyone in this room to imagine your empire, to imagine where you want to be tomorrow and get going. Keep swinging no matter how many times you miss. Keep taking your shots. 
uh, persistence is indeed your best friend and always have hope. I think in this country today, we're teaching a lot of hopelessness and we need to teach hope. There's always hope. And as long as you're living, you have a chance. I used to think that, you know, the only thing that's going to stop me from being successful is death. I don't even think death is going to stop me from being successful because I intend to leave a legacy. I intend to pay it forward. We all have to pay it forward. Keep an open circle. I've been creeping in this room for many months now, and I love the openness of it and the paying it forward. Because if you have a closed circle and you try to do everything independently, when it's your turn to need help, no one will bait it into that circle. So I want you to receive that and understand the significance of each team members, you know, acknowledge them. In this country, we also have an issue with not understanding the difference between recognizing and acknowledging. We drive down the street every day and we recognize the homeless person because we see them. But to acknowledge them would be to say, hello, how are you doing? And that costs nothing. That costs us nothing. All we're doing is acknowledging that they exist and that they have a presence in this world. And I want you to have a presence in this world. If I may have a moment of transparency, if it was up to me every day, honestly, I would sit on the couch, eat donuts, potato chips, and play my Nintendo Switch. But I don't do it because I don't want to let the universe down in terms of offering it the best version of me. I don't want to let you down in terms of meeting the best version of me. Now, if I put forth my very, very best every day and you do the same thing, that has to equal something magnificent. And I'm going to do my part because I want to see that materialize. I hope I'm making sense. I hope I'm not rambling. I just jumped on the stage and went off because the energy was so high. I was really receiving that. Am I okay here? Oh my, are you okay? Let everybody (laughs) let him know how okay. Okay, he is. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's bring, <laughs> bring the okay. fire. So, uh, I think I want people to always walk away anytime I speak with some takeaways. So I'm gonna have everybody open up their imaginary toolbox and give you some some takeaways. I think particularly in this climate, you know, I browse. Uh, clubhouse and see some topics and deib is a hot topic right now i want everyone in this room to understand under no circumstances should we ever lower the bar of excellence i am not a fan of well-intended tokenism the bar of excellence is where it is it's void of gender it is void of color you're either on the level or you're not what we must do in this country is to provide the resources for people to compete at the level and we need to dispel some of these myths oh you just pull yourself up by the boots and strap when not everybody have that. I didn't have boots and a strap. And also the myth of just work as hard as you can and it's going to work out. It takes a village. I know plenty of people that have worked as hard as they can and it didn't work out. Every stranger, every team member, every mentor, every teacher I've ever had helped me get to where I am today and be the person I am. I'm often asked, you know, Richard, what do you think your greatest accomplishment is? And I had never been asked this question. The first time a CBS news reporter asked me, I weepingly replied, my job as a teacher, because I go to work every day and get to make a difference in a kid's life, because that's what someone did for me. We have to acknowledge the village. We are all part of the village. Each individual member of the team is the team, and the team is each individual member. We have to embrace that as much as I would like to take credit for that quote. That is from the Hall of Fame NBA coach, Phil Jackson. And we have to remember that each individual member matters to the max. And we want to elevate people. So in this country, we'll distribute level five help. Now, if you don't achieve at level five help, oh, you're weak. You're not applying yourself. But what if you need level six and seven? We have to go the distance. Don't be afraid 
of failing. Failing is part of success. The acronym for failing is finding an intended lesson in needed growth. I'm going to say that again. Failing equals finding an intended lesson in needed growth. What that means is if you failed, you failed because there was something you didn't know that you need to know that you now know. So now you can proceed forward. That's what failing is. And it's just as important as being successful. And also, I think we have to take responsibility in being prepared for when these opportunities come. You know, I'm a little obsessive uh, with things. Once I auditioned uh, for 12 music festivals and I didn't get into any of them, I took all those rejection letters, pasted them on the wall around my room and on the ceiling above my pillow, I put one note that said, when you don't feel like practicing, remember these. The next year I got into every single festival I auditioned for. And what I learned from that experience is that the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off, but then you'll be better for it if you decide to do something about it. And that's what I want everyone in here to embrace. You know, uh, there's something I live by and I hope it's okay. I'm going to say a sort of a bad word, but it's called the seven P's prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. And I'm going to say it again. Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. I think you have to put into work. You have to be prepared. You have to do what you can do your very best. And then when you fail sometimes and you reach the point of exhaustion, don't be uh, disheartened by it. Don't be turned away by that. Because if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. The point of exhaustion means it's a new day. I've exhausted everything that I have, so now I have to have something new. So now I will elevate in a way that I never saw was possible, which is awesome. And again, I'm going to go back to in spite of, in spite of every challenge, in spite of every difficult, how about we stop talking and just show people what we're made of, what we can do. Like I said in the beginning, aim high, break records, do it now. The best part about every day, whether it's a good day or bad day, is that you're not done yet. Remember that. You can come back tomorrow and keep swinging and also take advantage of every second, every minute, every day, every month, and every year because procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God of the universe owes you more time to do what you already had time to do. Get it done and get it done now. I know that sounds like the Nike slogan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) You know, Uh, you have to embrace that. And then when you're struggling, and you can't do it anymore, everyone should embrace the concept of change. I can change, you can change, we can change. Together we shall change, we must change, we have to. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. To change because the best is our only option when we're preparing our minds collectively to lead the way. There is no secondary option in that. And I want everyone to embrace that and feel that. It's awful quiet in here. I'm, I'm rambling, but I want to make sure that I have this time. Turn. Am I supposed to let people go? <laughs> okay. Okay. It feels like I hear just a wall of sound. It is so brilliant. I appreciate that. It is absolutely brilliant. I want. I just want to say um, what you just said when you said that procrastination is the um, arrogance of assumption that God gave you more time to get the things done that you were here to do. 
I, I don't know if I butchered that, but that was powerful. Yes, I don't, I don't mind saying it again. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God of the universe owes you more time to do what you already had time to do. Woo! Absolutely phenomenal. You are on it. Listen, who needs an interview when you fly in like a boss, okay? Because you absolutely are a boss. But let me get in one of these questions because in this breakfast room, we all we sometimes get these questions, right? Okay. Some people come from different places. We don't know where we're going to meet someone, right? Okay. And you are on these amazing stages, and I absolutely love it. But let's talk to the person who wants to take this next leap. They are feeling down. They are feeling out. And what we know is that you've been there. So here's the question to you. When these limiting thoughts of you not being enough or dancing around in your head and you feel as though you can't get to that next leap, what do you do in order to make sure that you're pushing through? Love to hear from you. That's a great question. So oftentimes I'll give a solo to my students, my tuba players, and they're like, oh, Dr. White, I'm going to quit. I can't do it. And so there's always something that I can do, even if it's in theory or thought. So I'll go play the very first note. They play the first note and they're looking at me crazy. And then I go play the last note. They'll play the last note. And I go, all right, now you got the beginning, you got the end. Let's just fill in the middle. It might take some time. And in that moment, you can see the light bulb goes off in their head. They're like, oh my gosh, I can do it. I got the beginning, I got the end. There's always a starting point. Don't overrate yourself in terms of expectations and thinking that you have to be uh, something that you're not. I think everyone, there's going to come a point in everybody's life where you have to make the decision to be your own hero. And these are those defining moments when you, when you think, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got all these negative thoughts. In that moment, you use your imagination because that is your superpower. You use your strength of believing. And in that moment, you decide to be your own hero one step at a time, day by day. You know. And remember, I talked earlier about the village. Together, we will reach new heights together. You don't have to do it all alone. And honestly, I don't think any of us do it all alone. Listen, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and then we're going to open it up to a couple audience members. How do you feel about that? I am all on board with, <laughs> with it. Well, I love it. So I am Lolita Walker and I graduated from Morgan State University. Oh and my I, gosh. Right? That's I, home. <laughs> that is home. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Go ahead. Listen, that is home. No, no apologies necessary. That is absolute home. And I graduated as an industrial engineer from there. And I have such an affinity. And for you all that don't know, the reason that I bring that up right now is because Dr. Richard is from the Baltimore streets. And one thing that Baltimore does, I think, unlike any other city, is that it grooms you in a way that, that is unshakable. And as we say that, what I want to ask you is this. Let's go to the tuba. Now, the tuba is one of those instruments that when you walk into the band room, it's grand, but it's not the one that you always go to. And it's so underrated. And a lot of folks in here feel underrated. Whether, no matter where you are in your business, no matter where you are walking around, and what we know is that you have been underrated just like that tuba before. So I want to ask you this. What has the tuba taught you? Sometimes I think things are complicated by words. Sometimes I, I come on this platform, actually, not this particular room, but I'll come on Clubhouse, and I, I feel like they should just rename the app Babel because that's all I hear is Babel. You know, and sometimes we have Babel in our head. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm dating myself here. You know, I used to watch the Flintstones and there used to be like this little blue character and then there used to be this red character. So I think the tuba for me, uh, you know, represents the thing that I feed the most. So the thing that's going to grow the most in your life, regardless of your, whether it be tuba, trumpet, or whatever area, is going to be the entity that you feed the most. So the tuba is void of words. It's the underdog. It's the butt of all jokes. You know, I think Trevor Noah, when I was on this show, he said, oh, so the sousaphone, the one you wear, so you have to wear the shame. And in my mind, I was thinking, or wear the fame. Yeah. <laughs> right? It depends on how, how you look at things. So perspective of everything. Uh, just like Tubby the tuba, all he wants to do is play the melody. I want to show you that the tuba is not limited. By the way, it's the coolest of all brass instruments invented in 1835. It's the coolest because it's the youngest. And I guarantee you no other brass instrument can beatbox and play the tuba like I can. You know, it is modern, Woo! it is hip. And I think it allows me to find a voice that means it's bulky, it's big. In case you don't know, I'm 6'5", 340 pounds. But what the tuba represents is me. So it means that I don't have to check my personality at the door. There's something that we're just so used to in this society where we can't talk the way we actually talk. We can't be who we want to be. And when we go into meetings, we have to check ourselves at the door. And then a lot of entities are checking the, the corporate box of, oh, we have black faculty meetings. Well, that's called segregation. I'm not going to have a problem in a room full of people that look like me. And so I'm often asked on the stage, so Richard, when you play a Mahler symphony, how's it feel to be the only black person on stage? Are you nervous? I can assure you, I've never played a Mahler symphony and thought, I'm the only black person on stage. And then you should see the, the frozenness in their demeanor when I say, whether it's jazz, whether it's classical music, whether it's hip hop or whatever, you realize we all choose from the same set of notes, right? There's no set of notes for black people, for Asian people or Caucasians. What the, what the, the difference is, is what we infuse with those notes, what we put into those notes. But we all have the same set of notes to choose from. And I think that's what we need to know about the tuba, regardless of stereotyping and labeling, that it has the ability to be what Ever I want it to be and it has a voice that is connected to me so I don't have to check my personality at the door you know we have this I'd like to talk about this for a minute because this is we're also guilty of this you know stereotyping you know oh Richard you know black tubas oh man they're they're so phenomenal they all can run fast right well I can assure you that when I run it's the same as walking for me so we have these stereotypes that we assume everyone is the same in a particular class and we don't acknowledge their differences. We need to acknowledge the difference of the tuba and not put it in a negative light. And then there's labeling. You know, oh, that's Richard, the black tuba player. My job title just says tubist. You wouldn't ever say, oh, that's Kevin, the white tuba player. So don't do that to me. Call me by my title. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm not embracing my ethnicity. It just means that I want an even playing field. I hope that makes, makes sense. Tons of sense, Dr. Richard. And what I'd love to say right there is what I pulled away and get your questions ready, folks. Okay. What I grabbed from that right there is say my name. And for the folks in the room, say your name and know what it stands for. Say your name, look in the mirror and say, I am Lolita Emmanuel Walker. How do you want to be perceived? And then are you moving in the way of how you see yourself? One of the things I love that you said earlier, Dr. Richard, was that you imagine. You close your eyes and you imagine. 
And for that person that is imagining and they only get, let me just say, down the block, what can you say today to help them get all the way to the next state because they're on their way to the next country? Yeah, I, I think the, the most amazing phenomenon about life is that we all start living and dying the instant we exist. Now put that into perspective. So if you're having trouble seeing where you want to be or your imagination is just not ignited, I always do an exercise. This is kind of dark, but it's positive. I'm like, look, fast forward to the end. Have an exercise where you write your own eulogy. What will the world say about you? What will your family say about you? What will your colleagues say about you? And then you're going to realize, oh, my gosh, I better get to work. You know, it's a, it's a fascinating way to do that because that is your legacy. You don't have to wait to the end of your legacy to see it. Imagine that's part of the imagination process I'm talking about. Imagine it's over. Write your eulogy. What would you want it to say? Or what is it going to say? It's nothing like doing that to say, oh, my gosh, I need to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow <laughs> or 5 a.m. and get going. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me tell you, that exercise, if you're listening and have not done that, is so powerful. And my Women's Weekends Renewal Retreats, I have that exercise. And every woman needs to not only write it, but stand up and say it. So I love that you are putting that in there because there's such power in it. All right. So listen, everybody, we are getting educated. Okay. Listen, Dr. Richard came up in here and he came in like a boss. I want to tell you, I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you and I want to educate you. But at the end of all of this is what are you going to do? All right. Yeah. So we are going to open up the microphones. I want to hear, see you blink. We're going to do it like this. I want to see you blink. You'll ask a question. Dr. Richard will come up in here and answer, and then we'll continue to go. I will say your name because there's a lot of people sending a lot of DMs, but just allow my eyes to do the work. Now, while we do this and I take a look, Dr. Richard, I'd love for you to think about this question right here. What is one thing that you want to do in this lifetime before you leave this earth, but you haven't yet accomplished? And I think I know the answer, but I'd love to hear you. Oh, I have I have a bucket list. So I'll just give you my top three and it's going to happen. I was on one of these interviews, maybe today's show. I want to be the first uh, musician to say I've done a recital on all seven continents and left is Australia, Africa, and Antarctica. The next day I got an email from the prime minister of cultural affairs in Antarctica saying, we love to have Ratu become play recital. <laughs> so it's actually, it's actually going to happen. Uh, the second thing is uh, I want to win a Grammy. So I'd like to, uh, make a yoga CD with low tones and natural tones and try to win a Grammy on a yoga CD. I just played for the Grammys actually a couple of weeks ago for Grammys in the school. So I look forward to you guys seeing that. And last but not least, I'm going to create what's called the raw tuba ranch, which is a place of fellowship. It'll be my home. And then it'll be a stage. If you don't play a musical instrument, don't worry. You can just sit on the stage, look pretty. But 24-7, ramen noodle, chili, and beer, which is simply <laughs> a place of fellowship. And it's such a, a crazy, unique concept that the city of Albuquerque has acknowledged me as an important person. And they're on board to help me build this tuba ranch. So I hope to see all of you at the Raw Tuba Ranch. Those are three things on my book. Look list. at that and look at you already manifesting them. The first, I saw you on Trevor Noah when that question was asked. And I think the power of Antarctica coming to you and your answer, if you think about it, of the three continents you still had left, 
when you talked about Antarctica, that's the one that you talked in more detail about. You already knew the plan, you already could vision it, and you said it right there. And it was so powerful. So congratulations, because it came to you because you're so clear. Clarity plus confidence equals the commitment of how you show up. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's get some mic flashes so I can share the mic with some folks. Ify, come on in. I'll get you first. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lolita. Wow. That was amazing. I literally was standing up. I couldn't move. I just had to listen. Oh, wow. Powerful. So my question is, I'm a storyteller and I love stories. So in your story, when you were homeless, is there a moment if you were to go back, you know, Steve Jobs says you can't connect the dots until you um, are there and then you go back. Is there a moment when you, that was an important moment for you to get where you are now? Do you, do you, can you define that moment if you look back? And I'd love to know, know about it, if that's it. Yes, I think a, a real turning point was after I went to my foster parents. By the way, if, if you hear and like what you hear today, I have a memoir out. It's called I'm Possible. I would encourage everyone to go to Amazon and pick it up. It'll tell you these things. But one of the most defining moments in my life uh, after I had moved with my foster parents, uh, my mom came to my elementary school and called me over through the fence. It was forbidden. She wasn't supposed to do it. And she starts singing Grease Lightning, which was popular at the time. And she said, you know, I love you, right? You have to be good and you have to uh, perform well for these people. And I said, no, mom, I just want to be with you. She said, you're always with me. You're right here. She pointed to her heart. In that moment, I realized that this wasn't a sob story. This was a triumphant story. My mom was my hero. My mom did one of the hardest things that there is for any mother or parent to do, and that's to give their child up so they can have a chance at life. And then when I said goodbye and walked away, she said, this will be our little secret, right? Don't tell anyone. And I walked away from that knowing that I would not let my hero down. I would keep this secret, but I would do my very best to show my mom that I appreciate the sacrifice that she made. A tremendous turning point, a tremendous point of belonging trying to fit into this new adopted family that I just got to because you have to realize I would take what's called a bubble bath put pajamas on and be put in the bed and then they thought I was sick because the next morning I'd be on the floor in my dirty clothes because that's what I knew I had to get these concepts together I was so angry at them I didn't want to talk to them because all that all I knew is you took me away from my mom so for years I just talked to myself in the mirror I was my own best friend. That's what I'm talking about when I say sometimes you have to make decisions to be your own hero. But in that defining moment at that elementary school, my mom became my hero. And to this day, every interview I speak, even though she had her battles and demons with alcoholism, she is a hero because she gave me the three C's, which I call choice, chance, and change. In life, what we all really want is a chance to make the right choices to see the kind of change that's for the betterment of all. Great Ooh, question. Thank you. Every time. I, wow. Go ahead, Ify. I was going to say, you know, I just said I was resonating with you so much and I could feel it like I couldn't move the whole way through your segment. It's because, <laughs> like, my story is similar. My, when I was six weeks old, my parents left me and I went through the foster system. And I really do, when you said, you know, in spite of, I really do feel the same way about my mum that, like, because of her, I'm in spite of what happened, it's the best thing she could have done. She gave me an opportunity to grow up here in London, in the UK. Um, so that's why I think we resonate. And the I'm possible book, I, I, I love it because everything I talk about is I am's and affirmations. The great thing about this app is you can just feel when somebody is on the same vibration. It's amazing. Thank you, Lolita. I'm going to connect with you because our stories are so 
similar. It's it well from what I've heard. So thank you. I look forward to some kind of collaboration. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we're gonna go to Phil and then we're gonna go to TM and then I see Tariko and then we're gonna get a women a woman's voice up in there. Phil. TM and Sarita. Hey, thank you so much. I hope you guys can hear me clearly. Um, Glenn, thank you for having me. Lolita, incredible hosting in this room. Um, one of the things I wanted to say, I observed when you were talking, is uh, I realized that um, you stressed a lot on imagination. And, um, and you know, imagination is definitely ability to uh, form mental images that can almost shape your life. So I was curious, what were the processes to develop your strong ability to just see things and also develop your mind to create those uh, images so that you can shape your life. Back at you. I think that question refers back to what we all learned when we are crossing the street. I think the universe gifted me with that imagination and ability, and it's just simply stop, look, and listen. Sometimes <clears throat> we have to stop we have to look at what's happening to us and we have to listen. We have to listen to our body. We have to listen to ourselves. So in essence, you have to stop yourself from stopping yourself. I think that's the biggest obstacle that most humans have is that they're their biggest obstacle sometimes. So when these thoughts of imagination come in and it seems impossible, daunting, or far-fetched, remember that there's a starting point and just start. The thing that we often forget is that Great people aren't born great. They grow great. So from level zero to one, you're starting to grow great. So just start. You don't, you know, I hope that makes sense. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start in order to be great. Oh, excellent. And so powerful, TM. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I just wanted to share, let everybody know, please follow Dr. Richard. He definitely needs more followers, more, more people to see his, uh, his work and uh, get inspired by his uh, his uh, testimony. Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil. And let's do this. If we can say our name right before we begin talking, I will introduce you. But if you come back in, just say your name one more time. We want to make sure that for those folks who are impaired, that we bless them with our name. Love it. Thank you so much, Phil. Hey, TM. Welcome to the stage. And I will find that microphone. Dr. Joanne is jamming. I'm just going to put you on mute really quickly. Thank you for joining. And TM, were you there? Okay. TM, you are on mute. So we are going to move if you don't mind and we'll come right back to you. TM? Okay. Tariko, I know you had something to share. Are you there? Yes, Lolita. Thank you so much. Uh, doctor, doctor, man, I just want to say thank you so much for your share and being a musician um a vocal musician and going to an hbcu i can tell you man that uh, i grew up uh playing football and people always being shocked uh that my first love was music and so just to hear you share your love for music the way that you do i imagine that your imagination comes from learning that music is a universal language. And me growing up knowing that music was a universal language always kept me dreaming outside of my current situation that I lived in. And I just wanna thank you for highlighting uh, the power of music and giving clarity to how the tuba 
like by itself, it stands alone in a crowded room. And that within itself is royal. It needs no explanation. It needs no justification. Thank you so much for that paradigm that you put out there. And I just love anybody who's out here making a difference because there are a lot of kids that sitting in, in schools and sitting classrooms that have their imagination and music, but they're reduced because academically they struggle. So thank you, Dr. Yes. I, I want to just say, I really appreciate that comment. Uh, I was supposed to be a football player and I broke my hip. But what I want to share with the room is that I learned to play tuba on something called a cassette tape. It says, hello, welcome to the tuba. This is B flat. Boop. Pause the tape. When you have mastered B flat, move to C. Boop, boop. So when I auditioned for the Baltimore School for the Arts, which out of every 600, they accept 35 kids, I could not read music, but I could tell a story because I learned from a tape. I could just hear the notes and formulate my story with the music notes so there is definitely power in imagination and if you need an example of how that works that is a powerful example of how that works i also am definitely enhancing and establishing diversity in primary white institutions i go to atlanta every year to the hbcu consortium and i'm proud to say that the university of mexico has more african americans in this music department now than they've ever had before because of one visit sometimes we forget how little it takes to make a difference extend your hand to make a difference because i want i want this room to know that they're hello we'll catch it continue please we'll oh, catch it that there are thousands of richard whites in every city and we ought not to let them go by the wayside. Absolutely. Tariko, go ahead. No, I just want to say this is Tariko Satterfield, Dr. White. And I look forward to working with you uh, to inspire young people. You know, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, Dr. Richard, as I was looking at your prior interviews and just listening to you, looking at your story, one of the things, and this is Lolita, one of the things that I noticed you, when you went to New Mexico is you said, listen, I had a lot of offers to go a lot of places. And for those of you all who don't know how that ends, I'd love for you to tell folks why you chose to remain there. I thought it was so powerful. I believe in potential. So I've never been in a place with so much potential that haven't achieved it. I love the art of building something from the ground up. More than ever, everyone has the ability to build an empire now. Right now, if you don't have an empire, you could get off this breakfast of champions, build your website and start telling your story and be the CEO of that website. That's phenomenal. I don't think we've ever had this ever in the history of, of, of industry. So, you know, I decided to stay in New Mexico because I wanted to be a part of something from the ground up. I wanted to build a foundation. I want to establish that foundation. I wanted to grind and build and see the fruits of my labor and work and build a tradition. You know, it's easy to walk into a tradition that's already put and take your seat at the table and just play your role. I'm not interested in playing a role. I want to be the role that this universe intended for me to be. And whether that includes hardships or, you know, advantages or disadvantages, I want to play that role to the best of my ability, like I said earlier. And I don't intend to be something that I'm not. Yes, yes. Before we go over to Naita, I just want to say this to you and remind everybody in the room, one of the things you talked about was potential and, right, finding the best that is inside of 
the environment, finding the best that's inside of you. And that can translate to us as well as individuals. And I love it. So everybody that's listening in right here, find the untapped potential that is already seated within you. It's exactly as Dr. Richard was talking about. Take that story of why he decided to stay in New Mexico and just go ahead and infuse it right into you because there is power there. He is talking directly to you to shake you up a little bit and ensure that you are walking, talking, and behaving differently because there is untapped potential in you. Grab it. You're worth it. I want to say mm -hmm. I have an interesting take on uh, potential. I think you're right in terms of how I think. First of all, I think when someone calls you basic, it's not a compliment. And the way I see potential, it's a hybrid sort of compliment because in my mind when someone says, man, you have a lot of potential, it means that right now you ain't doing S-H-I-T with an exclamation. So it's an ignition for me. When someone says you have potential, it's the fuel that says, oh boy, I really need to change that too. Look at what I'm doing now. Oh, thank you for adding because... that. <laughs> because I tell you what, when I say it's unlimited potential in you, I mean, you already are leveraging that thing. You were born with God giving you potential. Now I just want you to find the untapped potential that's inside the crevices that you're walking with. So I'm so glad you made that, um, that clarification right there. Let's remind people. Go ahead, Dr. Richard. I'd love for you to finish that out. Yeah, so I think I think the thing that we need to do most now in this world is to show people. You know, we have to have goals, expectations, and outcomes. You know, what are your goals? Are you clear about what you want to ex expect? What are your expectations? And the expectation should always be excellence. And what do you want the outcomes to be? So when you fall short, you can make adjustments. I think the only thing we have to be cautious of as we move forward and try to chase our dreams is just make sure you don't ever go down a one-way street. You always want to be able to reverse and hit what's called the re reset button. And there's no shame in hitting the re reset button. I think we should embrace hitting the reset button. It's just like, how many times have we seen the package of Doritos change? They hit the reset button all the time. And in our mind, we're like, oh, this is brand new. It's the same Doritos you've been eating since 1842. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. Naita. Good morning, all. Greetings. This is Naita. Dr. White. <laughs> I've, I've listened to you all morning and I'm trying to scribble as much as I can from you. Um, I definitely resonate with you and how music rescues children specifically from their conditions and they are able to use the arts as a way of escape. Where can I hear more from you? This is Naida and I'm done speaking. I am a APB speaker. I'm all over. I'm performing. Uh, I really should do a better job of updating my website. Maybe I can make a commitment to you to update the website so you can see where where I'm at. Uh, and I think uh, you just talked about something that just triggered something. We talk about, you know, uh, societal decorum, you know, the way things should be. Uh, if you tell me to wear my hat forward, I'm definitely wearing it backwards. If you ask me nicely to wear my hat for it, of course I'll wear my hat for it. The problem is with all the traditional stuff that we have is that we're so territory, territorial. I would like everyone to embrace the concept of tradition in addition to. I recognize we got here some way, and it's important how we got here. But tradition in addition to, let's stop being so combative and let's embrace this concept of 
I recognize the past, but now here's how we get to the next level so that we don't have to fight against one another because together is how we're going to move forward. Uh, you can see me. Uh, interviews are coming out. I just recently heard that the Today Show is going to rebroadcast, uh, speaking in various cities and states. So I will get on it with my web person and make sure that my calendar is updated. So anyone in this room is interested in following me or catching me speaking somewhere can do so. Thank you for that question. And thank you, Dr. Richard. Thank you, Naita. Thank you, Dr. Richard. We close the room in four minutes, everyone, so that we can save today's episode. But I do want to ask you this final question. Okay, this final question. And if Glenn Lundy was here, he would ask this question because he always does. Dr. Richard, if you place yourself on a mountain, now imagine this is the highest mountain that you've ever placed yourself on before, highest mountain that you can see, and finally you've reached the top of that mountain. And all of us are here and we're yelling your name, Dr. Richard, Dr. Richard, Dr. Richard. And you have one message that you want to leave us with today. What would that message be? That there are thousands of problems in the world, but I believe that 99% of them can be solved if we were just kind to one another. So be kind. Be kind. I absolutely love it. Take these moments to please follow Dr. Richard. We so appreciate you being here. I will end the room literally at 1054. So come off mic and just let him feel our love from the breakfast table. Woo! Thank you. You are amazing. I love Yes, yes. And don't forget to head on over to the social media room, which will pop up. But Dr. Richard, did you have anything that you want to say? We are so excited that you were here and keep doing the thing. You are, I mean, you are inspiration. I am very thankful for this room. Only thing I want to say is go to Magnolia Discovery Plus, check out my documentary. It's Raw Tuba or I'm, uh, hello, I'm Richard Antoine White. And please get a copy of I'm Possible so that I hope to see you all on the Raw Tuba Ranch. And most importantly, thank you for being part of my village because every person that took time to listen, every person that said something to me today is part of my village now. And you are helping me become the person I need to become. So let's elevate. We shall reach new heights together. Thank you. Thank you. And the social media room is right at the top. If you missed any part of what we talked about today, don't worry. It will be on the podcast for Breakfast with Champions. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. And we are going to grab the replay of this awesomeness. Have a great day, everybody. Head on over to social media group. Thank you, Dr. Richard. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Great job, Lolita. Great job. This is <laughs> silly. You. Oh, yeah. you always do an amazing job. Thank you, Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.